Now to have a chat with our Canberra correspondent, Kerri-Ann Walsh. Uh, good morning, Kerri-Ann. Yes, good morning, Ingrid. Uh, you're seeing some of the same tension that we're seeing here with the tension between local government, uh, local councils and state government over well, the government's plans around high-density uh, housing corridors this housing. in Sydney. Yeah, what's going on there? Uh, well, look, this across Australia, we're suffering a massive housing crisis. There's very low rentals in capital cities. There's even less stock for sale. Um, the cost of housing is through the roof. And Chris Minns, he's been in the, the in the job as Premier in, in New South Wales for about eight months, and he is determined to lift the housing stock by hundreds of thousands within the next four to five years because that's what's required because of the growth rate um, in Sydney and the fact that it's bursting at the seams. So you have these areas like Sydney's North Shore and the eastern suburbs that are well off. Uh, They have big blocks. They have single houses on them, usually with retirees living in them. And it's unsustainable in a city where people are literally sleeping on the streets uh, because there's no rentals and there's no housing. So uh, they have proposed an escalation, a rapid escalation of these corridors, some, you know, dozens of them in areas that are close to transport corridors um, where people will be able to move about freely and uh, allow housing to go up, you know, 12, 14, 16, 20, 20 storeys. Uh, it depends on which area you're in. And some of the local councils are losing their marbles over it. They don't like this. They say it's going to ruin um, the lifestyles of their residents, etc., etc. So a, quite a brawl has broken out between these councils, particularly councils in the leafy north shore of Sydney. One of them in particular held a residence meeting uh, last week and had photos of the western suburbs of Sydney saying, this is what it's going to be like if we allow high-density housing here. A very nimby outlook, very elitist, and it's not going down well in Sydney. It's possibly the fiercest argument that I've witnessed in Sydney and between authorities and residents there for many a decade. Mm. Uh, it's a really hot topic. Yeah, well, and a debate that's happening, obviously, around the world. Now, this is an interesting story, this next one, this uh, new mm-hmm. uh, industrial relations reform uh, that's been passed around an employee's right yeah. to disconnect that is not to be bothered yeah. by the boss with phone calls and emails after hours. Yes, well, this was one, this was a really grand suite of of industrial relations reforms, the first in a decade, because governments tend to shy away from anything that's going to upset um, the big end of town. But this got pushed through, it's taken many months to get through Parliament, and there's been quite a bit of tweaking that's gone gone on. But this one particular clause has got people in a total lather. Um, They're saying that you cannot legislate to disallow employers from um, being able to contact employees after hours um, because, you know, this is something that is necessary if people want to advance. It's also necessary if there are emergencies. It's necessary if you're on, in a particular income bracket and there's there's expectations attached to that level of seniority that you are allowed to be contacted after hours. So business is warning that the sky will fall in <clears throat> and that uh, and that the courts will be you know jam packed with people making vexatious claims against their bosses or former bosses. But look, there is a re- reasonableness caveat attached to this new 
this new law, which is that, you know, both the employer and the employee can work it out, what's mm. reasonable and what's not. Yeah, no, that so, is fascinating. Uh, it, hey, thank you so much for that, uh, Kerri-Ann.